0: you are listening to the Bcast cast with Sarah Godey, Monica Steely, and Amber Miller. We love connecting with you and have something new we've started called Be Free Friday. Every Friday, we post a quick three-minute video with an encouragement and challenge for the week. Make sure to visit our Facebook page or website to watch. We've also created a Periscope account where we post videos periodically. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Periscope at Be Still Be Free to connect with us live as we scope. Thanks for listening and enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome to the Bcast. My name is Amber Miller and I'm here today with Monica Steely and Sarah Godie. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hi. How's it going? We're um, we're having a great day and we have a special guest with us today. Tell us about our guest, Sarah.
1: We are so excited. Um, Every once in a while, we get a request from Icon Media, and our little contact there, Shannon, sends us some. Um, books and some authors that are going to be coming out and released. And we really love to connect with those authors that we think really um, just come in line with what our message is here at Be Still Be Free. And Allie Worthington is out of Nashville. Um, She has a book coming out called Breaking Busy. And after Monica kind of looked through the information and sent it to me and I looked at it, we were like, oh gosh, we totally want to have Um, Allie on our show, and we want to really try to encourage and promote her book, and so we are very lucky to have today with us Allie Worthington. Um, She is quite a woman. I had the great privilege of meeting her. She um, and I have something in common. She's got crazy curly hair, (laughs) Um, and she has just got a vibrant personality to go with that crazy curly hair. Um, she is a wife to one and has five boys. (gasps) Five boys. Yes. You heard that that correctly. That is amazing. Um, is that crazy? Yes. I know. She's going to tell us a little bit more about that part of her life as well. Um, she is now the author of the book coming out, Breaking Busy. Um, she's a speaker, and she's also the executive director of Propel Women, which is um, a, a ministry slash business of Christine Kane's. So I just want to open the door to you, Allie, and welcome you and give you a chance to tell us a little bit about yourself and about your book, and then we've got some questions we're going to ask you as well.
2: Awesome. Well, I am so excited to be here. Thank you all. Um, Like you said, I do have five sons. That tends to be what women want to talk to me about first. And they will say, what is it like? I'll say, well, you know, it's easier now than when they were little. So their ages are seven, nine, 11, 14, and 17. And what I tell everybody is our house kind of smells bad all the time. (laughs) and, And like... I don't think it's bad, and then I come back home, and I open the door and go, wow, I live with six men. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so it, it's just crazy, and it's taught me that I, I can't be a perfectionist. I My husband is now a stay-home dad. A couple of years ago, oh, we were wow. both working full-time, and we were both honestly on the edge of burnout. And so we decided that one of us needed to focus in on the boys as they're growing up. And what I've seen from my husband is hilarious because – People will come over, and he'll welcome them in and go, excuse the house. I'm in charge of it now, and I don't clean that much. (laughs) And he just owns it. That's so awesome. I would would take it as a personal reflection of my worth by nature. Of course. You know, and make everyone crazy preparing for people to come over. So it's been really interesting with us switching roles and just seeing how he does it. So that's just a little look into my life. But as I mentioned about the burnout and the craziness, a couple of years ago, I was running my own business, so I worked all the time. He was doing ad, working as an administrator at a hospital, so he worked normal human hours. But <laughs> we were teaching Sunday school. We had a small group, and he always mm. got roped into coaching Pee Wee football, which he mm. really wasn't good at. But oh. hopefully, he won't to <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't his calling. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah.
2: And I admitted to him one day that I was miserable. Like I. I wanted to run away and have us buy an RV and live off the land except for Wi-Fi and coffee. <laughs> right? and, and so he admitted, too, you know, I'm, I'm kind of burnt out, too. Let's, let's figure out how we can break this busyness. Because I said to him, I'm in this cycle of busyness. It's killing me. Mm, it's going to yeah. break me. Mm-hmm. And that's where the whole concept of breaking busy came, because I'm a firm believer that if we don't start breaking busy, it really will break us. It's one or the other.
3: Yeah. hmm yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it sounds like something that we've joked around about before on the podcast, which is like, stop the treadmill, I want to get off.
2: <laughs> yeah, yes. and, and there's a lot of, I mean, it's really interesting. I was trying to figure out in the beginning how to go about it. So I did tons of research, and I realized there's a million books about time management and busyness. And if it was really about time management and productivity systems, we wouldn't really still be busy.
1: Right. That's right. So
2: so what's the cause? And the root cause, I think, comes down to our sense of worth.
1: It's mm.
0: oh.
2: finding our identity in what we do for work, what we do for yes. other people. You know, once, once we do something great, we get great feedback for it. So we want to do more, and we fill up our schedules so much that we wake up one day and go, okay, I'm completely burned out, I'm miserable, I'm making everyone else miserable, this all happened because I was doing everything good, Mm. So how do we just get off that treadmill? We want to live full lives, we want to have exciting lives, you know. I actually put in the book, I said, we we didn't become Amish. And my editor said, you do know that's really offensive. <laughs> we can't say that. So I'm just going to say it to y'all. We did not become Amish. But we learned how to get off the hamster wheel. They're going to kill me for that later. You can't take me
1: anywhere. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, it's... Well, well, it's go go ahead, ahead, Sarah. It's so true that, and, and that's something that really kind of... Um, led us to even start the be still be free thing was uh just looking around at the number of women and christian women at that who just seemed joyless and unhappy and worn out and the conviction that that's not what god called us to and even though he did give us the command to go and and be disciples and go and love i think that um Somewhere along the way, we've cashed that in for a culture of of accomplishments, and that we're going to find our value and our worth in the things that we're doing, and we've forgotten to break it down and just in the way that we are, our being and living in the freedom of the the B words that God gave us in the in the word instead of all the performances, and um, that's what we're so excited about with your book. And I know that it transcends to all generations, to all ages, which I think is. Is so fantastic because this is not just um a younger generation issue this is this is transcending you know all the way up to even my mom's age where Absolutely. we are just you know bloody on the knuckles trying to be busy. So I know each of us have questions for you today, Allie, and we're going to kick it off with Monica. Monica, do you want to go ahead and ask your question? Oh,
3: yes. I would love to. Um, Okay, so Allie, I loved what something that I read in your book, and I wanted to um, spend a few minutes here because I think it's something that a lot of women are going to hear and go, ding, ding, that is exactly me. Um, Based on your experience, and I know you've interacted with women all over for a long time too, can you tell us some warning signs that might display that we are too busy Mm,
0: yes
2: oh yes Um, most of them involve embarrassing stories about me (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) number one would be emotions being out of control I like to say out of control emotions are my signal that my expectations for myself are out of control Mm. so when I'm stretched too thin and I'm way too busy I'm going to be grumpy with my family. I'm going yeah. to snap at my husband, and I'm probably going to cry at some point. So <laughs> right. when all of this happens, I know I need to get on my knees and pray and get on over to my calendar and figure out what I'm doing.
0: Oh,
2: um, yes. Another, it, it's so big. It's so big. And I, I like to tell everybody that I'm just fine um, until I snap, mm-hmm. and that's when my husband. My husband has actually come to me before. and been like, babe do you want to go see a movie or something? Aww. Like Do you? Like, Aww. I'll take the kids. Because he knows I love movies. I'll yeah, will be like, here, mm-hmm. just, just go. I've got the laundry. Aww. Just go. And it's really, it sounds sweet, but it's also self-preservation. Yeah.
3: <laughs> right? Yes, like, he's, right. A,
2: he's a smart man. He is a very smart so man. So there's that. There's also um, self-care, not taking care of myself. Right. But, um. We as women feel really guilty about self-care, so yeah. we all have the tendency not to eat well, not to get enough sleep, not to take care of ourselves. Then we get sick, and we can't take care of anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I have a sick one in my house right now, and he's a teenager, oh. so he's not so hurt by this. But I'll say, don't even come near me, because if I get sick, I can't take care of you. Don't. Oh, like, sanitize your hands so and stay in your room. That's I right. I will deliver food. Yeah. So it's self-care quarantine. is a biggie. I mean, it's huge, right? Yes, Cause absolutely. Who, I, I'm no good for anybody if, if I catch their flu. So, Let you me, know, back off. I want
3: yeah. to yeah. interrupt for just a second. Um, you had mentioned, and you might be getting to this later, so I'm sorry if this is out of place a little bit, but you did oh, make yeah. an important distinction between self-medication and self-care.
2: Oh, yes. Well, this is, this is huge. Um, self-medicating in excess is a huge sign of being near burnout. Um, and when I wrote it in the book, I wrote about self-medicating with food, and you know I'm great at that. I'd like to say (laughs) that whenever I'm stressed out, you can find me in a corner with a jar of Nutella and a spoon. (laughs) Um, I'm the first one to do that, but it can also be excess shopping. It can be drinking. It can be all sorts of things, but one, one indication that's been huge with the readers of the book that I've heard so much from is I talk about how we will escape reality on social media. So we'll scroll Facebook for hours and Pinterest for hours as an escape because we're not actually taking care of ourselves. Oh,
1: my goodness. Yeah, Absolutely. That's so true. Oh, Hmm. that's not convicting at all. Yeah, no. mm, Ouch.
0: (laughs) I wasn't on Pinterest this morning.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I realized I've spent years of my life in total scrolling pictures of other people's lives and, and making myself feel bad because I can't draw The Hobbit on my fingernails or make anything out of reclaimed wood from Pinterest.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It's so true, though. Well, I love that you bring that up. You have this quote in your book that says, just because we live in a world of seemingly endless expectations doesn't mean we have to live up to them. And I think that social media and Pinterest is where we get so many of those expectations from. Oh yeah, I used to think I was a good mom until Pinterest came in. Amen. <laughs> right,
3: right. Like I,
2: you know, I can't build the Roman Colosseum out of marshmallows. I can't. I don't even know how to braid hair. I don't even own a hairbrush because I have curly hair. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Amen. You know. Amen. Oh my goodness. Well, what and are-
2: I'm a big believer that if you love you know, doing these gourmet cakes for birthday parties with Anna and Elsa and sparkles coming out of it. That's great. Invite me over. I love cake. Yes. But when we feel like we are supposed to live up to that, and that's not how Mm -hmm. we were made, that's when we get in trouble. Yes. Like, Some people need to buy a cake. I will make a terrible sheet cake and Instagram it anyway. But however Mm -hmm. we're made, whatever makes us happy we want to feel good in it. We want to feel confident. We want to say, that's right. you know, buy your cake, bake your cake, eat all the cake. Whatever. What yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah um, whatever you yeah. want to do.
3: Well, are there a couple other warning signs that we can be on the lookout for?
2: Oh, yes, and they all involve um, embarrassing stories, once again. A huge one is chronic lateness. Ooh. Oh. Um, and, yeah. Right? Oh. I, I like to blame it on my children um, because it's <laughs> an easy, soft target. Mm-hmm. But... For me, I was always running a little bit late or forgetting things because I was over-committed. Right. You know, we have a limited physical capacity, and we just tend to forget that. So, we over-schedule things. We try to make everybody happy, and we end up showing up late, you know, forgetting our wallets at home. Right. You know, I'm not talking about anybody in particular, maybe myself. <laughs> that... <laughs> Those mm. are huge signs that we're just doing too much because right. it's physically impossible to do so much. Right. Um, and neglecting God, I think, is the biggest one. Oh. I, I would spend so much time waking up and, and going, okay, I've got to get the kids ready to school. Got to get ready for work. Got to do X, Y, and Z. I'll pray and do Bible study at night.
1: Yes, and
2: what would happen? I never prayed and did Bible study at night. Like,
1: mm-hmm. you know, yeah, or you fell the asleep. The day just
2: gets away from me. Always falling asleep. Yeah, as soon as you start mm-hmm. to pray at night, you're out. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and
2: so neglecting God was huge. I never had a sense of peace. Never had a sense of purpose in my day because I would just get up and hit the ground running. Yeah,
1: and yeah, and
2: neglect the real power source.
1: Right. So fantastic. Monica and I were speaking yesterday about this book and how... um you know you do tell a lot of stories in the book it's easy to stay connected but it's it's very freeing in the fact that you give very practical information and even just like these warning signs and i think that's what we would encourage our readers more than ever to really consider grabbing this book because you are it's not information overload from your your point it's really kind of just a and encouragement, like, hey, here are some practical warning signs to look for at busyness. And here's some practical information about what you can do with it. And um, I think that is going to be so exciting to women like me who are just, you know, living life, trying to survive and just need a little nudge, need a little help. I think it's going to be freeing.
0: Absolutely. Well, I have a quick question for you, Allie. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, uh, especially during the holidays and the new year, I feel like busyness, it is, like it can literally overtake your entire life. Um, how do you suggest during the holidays for women to not get so sucked in uh, and, and just become overwhelmed?
2: Well, there's so many, this issue is there's so many external pressures on women um, in the holiday season to really be all things to all people. So mm. very often there's family members who want you to visit there. If you have children, there's teachers and coaches and parties right. and it's, it's endless. My husband looked at me this morning and said, we're supposed to be at five different Christmas things. And I said, well, we're, mm. we're, let's only do three and we're just going to send our regrets to the others. Right. Um, We often say yes so much that we think the world will end if we say no. Yeah. And over time, when you tell people, thank you so much for the invitation. I am honored to do X, Y, and Z. I can't right now. I'm completely overloaded. People will go, oh, well, that's a bummer. They'll be disappointed for a second, and then it's fine.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, But what we normally do is we say yes in the moment. Because we don't want that momentary awkwardness of letting someone else down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we do it, and we're miserable the whole time.
1: Right. Mm. We have to train ourselves,
2: spend five minutes being awkward and having that moment where you say, I'm so sorry, I can't, but thank you for thinking of me. And then go about your merry way. Mm -hmm. The world will not end, I promise.
1: Right. Oh, that's such good advice. Such good stuff, and, and again, I think um, a lot of women don't know how good they'll feel when they do say no because they think they're going to feel so bad they never give themselves to say no.
2: Exactly, and so we just get in the habit of, well, someone has a request or there's an expectation. I guess I live up to it or, oh, my goodness, I'm selfish, right? I mean, yeah. for a Christian woman, yeah. we're all we're all raised, I mean, I don't know if, if if everyone heard it out loud or it was just, this thing we grew up believing: if we don't do everything and help everybody and yep. you know be just right, we're selfish. So right. We're really carrying around that millstone and and breaking busy at the heart is a book just for women to give each other themselves and each other permission to live the life that God created them to live, not do things just because we think we should, because right. that's what's making
1: us well, so funny that you just said that because I literally have your book open to the page where you say to keep us from the life God created us to live. And that kind of segues into what my question was (laughs) Mm -hmm. going to be. Um, Your last chapter of the book is on Mm -hmm. worth. um, And you mentioned in there how you really kind of wanted it to be the first chapter in the book. And I love a couple of the quotes that you have, I just want to read this one. The lie of shame serves one purpose, to distract us, to keep us busy, trying to prove to the world that we are perfect. And so I'd love to hear you um, because, again, it Be Still Be Free, we often talk about the reason why we so focus on our doing is trying to fill that empty void, and we feel like God's just created us for so much more. And so I'd love to hear your angle on the whole worth um, shame, you know, et cetera. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Sure. Um, just a little behind the scenes. I wanted to start the book with a chapter on worth and shame because that's the root of busyness. Mm-hmm. Is like I said, mm-hmm. it's it's us finding our worth in something other than Christ. And the publisher said, "You have got to be kidding me. You can't go heavy at the beginning. Like you got got to work <laughs> up to this." Well, all right, so we had this big battle over it, and it's because, honestly, um, not feeling like we're enough is, is our biggest issue. We live in a culture that says you have to do more, you have to be more, you have to achieve more. Um, it makes us subconsciously driven to be the perfect parent or the perfect spouse or the perfect employee. Um, we become people pleasers instead of finding our worth through our relationship with Jesus. So Mm -hmm. we get in this cycle, the more we do, the more people praise us for what we do, the more we want to do until, like I said before, you wake up crazy busy and you you don't know where it came from. Mm -hmm. Um, When we seek our value from other people and place value in what others think of us, we lose sight of what we're placed on earth to do. Mm -hmm. And the enemy is going to battle and you know attack us all the time with lies. Lies of us not being good enough. You know, he tells pastors that they're not worthy of teaching the Bible because they aren't perfect. He tells mothers that they're doing a horrible job and their you know kids are going to grow up terrible. He he tells men they have to work harder, that they're not earning enough money for their families. He tells teenagers that their parents' faith is is a joke. You know, the enemy is constantly trying To lie to us and keep us off the path that God has put us on. You know, he can't steal us away from God, but he's going to try to ruin us. My grandfather, I always grew up hearing him say, If the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand it until I had children. And I became, you know, this busy person. Because if we stay so busy, we don't have the time or the space to hear from God.
3: Right. Mm -hmm. So
2: how are we going to live out our calling How are we going to know who we are in this world if we don't give God the time to get to know him and to learn to hear from him?
3: Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Such good stuff. So good.
0: Well, um, that is, yeah. so I think that this is exactly what our listeners need to hear right now. Oh. It's exactly what we need to hear. Especially <laughs> right um, now.
3: Especially being in a new year, like commit to let 2016 be a year that you're going to break busy. Break
0: busy, yes. Well, thank you so much. We want to encourage everyone to go out and check out Allie's book. It's Allie Worthington, Breaking Busy, How to Find Peace in a... Uh, peace and purpose in a world of crazy.
3: And we're actually going to do a giveaway on the blog. So go to bestillbefree.com and enter to win a free copy of the book.
1: Yes. Allie, thank you so much for being with us today, taking time partnering. And we cannot wait to just tell everybody about your book.
0: Many thanks to Allie Worthington for joining us today. Make sure to check out her book, Breaking Busy, How to Find Peace and Purpose in a World of Crazy. And also make sure to check out our website, www.bestillbefree.com, for a giveaway of her book. We look forward to connecting with you this week. Thanks for listening to the Bcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love to have you review it on iTunes. Your reviews and ratings make it easier for others to come across our podcasts. And we'd love to hear from you on Facebook or Twitter. Hit us up at Be Still Be Free, And for details on our Bible studies or other resources, please visit www.bestillbefree.com.